There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, it's Joshua and Goddess Persephone, channeled by Kimberly Late. Hey, channel. Hey, channel. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? Good, thanks. Hi, everybody. Hi. Okay, great. So this is a cool question from Chelsea. This is, we were talking before, how we both like personal questions that are relatable and everyone's gone through whatever that question is from that person. And in this case, we have a question from Chelsea, and she's talking about, you know, when fear hurts or that emotional pain. And it's not like, it doesn't work to just say, think happy thoughts. How do you actually deal with this pain of whatever you're facing, the fear of whatever it is? Because it seems real. You're laying in bed at night and you have this, you know, this worry about the future or this regret about the past or something's happening right now. And you're just like in fear and it can be consuming. And they're like, you know, Joshua, from your perspective, it's not like, any big deal, but from our perspective, it's a big deal. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a question that um, most of us experience some point of time, so it's Absolutely. very relatable. Sure. Yet, if you don't know that there's another perspective, if you don't know that there are tools, if you don't realize what's really happening, you don't. You don't. You sort of say, "Okay, this is a real fear. This is a real thing that's happening to me." Why is it happening to me? And I wish it wasn't happening. And so that's a really limited perspective from this, you know, victim mentality. And so a victim mentality is not, you know, bad things happening to poor, you know, people that are being victimized. It means that if you think that the conditions create your feelings, then you're acting as a victim to the conditions, right? The conditions choose how you feel the creator realizes that the reality is a reflection of their feelings. And so what's happening in the reality is simply a match to what they're feeling. Change the feelings, change the reality. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? So that's hopefully what will be in here from Goddess uh, Persephone. Now, I never heard of Goddess Persephone before. Yeah, it's um, a lot of people may not have heard of her. So she historically, she is known and associated from the Greek mythology, the Greek gods. So um, there are a lot of stories that are somewhat limited versions of herself. So she is known as queen of the underworld, but new state of consciousness, new expansion she presents now. And she comes forth to help us to basically embrace fear so we are able to find the light. Because what happens is that, most of us are resistant to fear, which allows fear to linger. So she basically says, give up the resistance, embrace the fear. 
like face the fear and um, by embracing it, you're able to raise your frequency. You're, you're able to more find out and discover what spiritual lessons are there. And then by doing that, you will see the light out of the darkness into light. Now, and because of that, she represents not just transmuting and exploring fear from love, darkness to light. She also represents that in our seasons. So you'll find she also represents um, seasons as well from winter, you know, to the warmer months. So she's a patron of spring as well. So there's a few different things, but um, but symbolically, she represents basically, yeah, bracing fear, fear to love. So that's interesting. The underworld, you know, Heaven and hell really is alignment and fear. It's not supposed to be literally there's a hell. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be on earth as humans. When we're in alignment, we're in heaven. And when we're out of alignment, we're in hell. In alignment, we're receiving inspiration, wonderful thoughts, thoughts of action that will move us forward. And in fear, we receive urges to change the condition. If you act on an urge to change the condition, it leads to more fear. If you act on inspiration, it leads to more love. So that's love and hell is fear. And that's right. And that's why she says, um, and of course, all the beings will like really say this, is to not be resistant to fear because we think fear is unwanted, but fear isn't real. So by embracing it, we start to see past the illusion and, and start to change our relationship to fear. And because of that, we then start to, to expand and then be able to see a way out of this perceived darkness, which is actually an illusion. Yeah. So fear is a construct of physical reality. It keeps us alive. It's part of the survival instinct, but mm-hmm. It's not to be uh, avoided. For instance, if you are hiking in the forest and come across a bear, you'll feel fear. You want that fear because otherwise you go cuddle the bear. You know, <laughs> The fear yeah. is a good thing. It gives you time to assess what you're going to do. So if the fear is rational, like encountering a bear, then the urge to run away or do whatever is needed, maybe not really. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the best thing to do, but whatever that urge is to get you out of that danger. In the case of all, most of all of our fears, worry, doubt, regret, resentment, blah, 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 blah. Those fears are irrational, meaning the subject of the fear can't kill you. And so fear is simply limiting. It limits you from cuddling with the bear and it limits you from asking that person out on a date or asking for a raise or starting your own business or whatever it is. Irrational fear, if you're inspired, you can push past it, and that will lead to the life you intended to live. Mm, that's why. But, you know, everyday life, we get bombarded with fears and we shut down. So, um, you know, and it's, it's very challenging because the fear seems so real, but it's part of the illusion, and the fears are actually our teachers. So it's actually about changing our relationship with fear. And by changing a relationship with fear, that's when we can start seeing it as an illusion and it as a spiritual teacher, not something unwanted. And then by doing that, you um, alchemize that fear, reduce that fear to live more in a state of love frequency. So basically that's what it is, letting go of resistance. Yes, absolutely. So you can see that the people who are living big, bold, successful lives, pursuing their passion, have somehow become confident enough to push past fears, to do the impossible, right? And 
when everyone said you can't do it, they said, nope, we can do it. I can do it. Because the fear wasn't limiting to them. Somehow they rose above that fear to do whatever they're inspired to do. And this is what Joshua's teaching. This is what God is Persephone's teaching. This is what all of this stuff is teaching is those fears you think are real. You got to look at them again from another perspective. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So let's go ahead and get started because we've got a relatively quick question with a couple of pretty good long answers. And I think that we'll need this well-rounded perspective from both, you know, from Joshua and Goddess Persephone to see how this is going to work out. Um, interesting, because I haven't read Goddess Persephone's answer yet, and you just got Joshua, so you haven't read that yet. So I can't wait to dive into that. I'll read the question, then you read your answer, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Regarding shifting your perspective when fear hurts, in the physical, ignoring a fear-based emotion is quite challenging. What methods can we use to shift our focus when fear is physically painful and real, quotes, in our daily lives? The event of a job loss or failure to pay your rent may not be important from the non-physical perspective. However, they are paramount when these types of events seem to be on the horizon. To simply shift your perspective and think happy thoughts is not so easy when you are already in a difficult situation. Fear can be all-consuming and physically painful. When you wake up in terror slash fear, what practical methods can we use that will shift our perspective and pro provide some release or ease as we move through a challenging situation? Great. And that's from Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. And if you want to, if anyone out there wants to send in your question, uh, go to uh, Joshua Questions. Is that right? I forgot it. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> God, we were just so. talking yeah. about this. What Joshua, is I think, this? yeah, Joshua questions, I believe. Uh, Josh, Joshua questions at gmail.com. There we go. We just set that up. So it's Joshua questions at gmail.com. All right. Let's go ahead and see what Goddess Persephone has to say. Right. D1. Fear appears very real. Fear is a pivotal part of the illusion which you were born into. However, fear is just that. Fear, it is an illusion. It is an illusion. However, it is here to assist you to find the light within yourself. For you are that. You are love and you are light. Pure divine light. In this illusion of reality, you experience and explore the dynamics of fear in which you use as a lens to see the world, your life, your body and your conditions through. This fear comes from the consciousness of duality, that things are separate from love, that things are wrong and right, evil or good. Fear is part of the current human condition, part of the journey of the human race. It is an important part. However, it does not mean it needs to control your life, that it needs to be the lens which you see your world through. Fear is a teacher. It is a call for you to come home and remember the divine light, divine love that you are. It begins with a change in perception 
that fear is unwanted, that fear is wrong. This perception causes resistance, which is unalignment to your divine self. So I think that as humans, we are conditioned to perceive that fear equals cowardice. Mm-hmm. And if you're a coward, you know, because they need to get people in the army not to, not to run away, so they called them cowards if they ran away. And so fear isn't anything other than simply limiting. It limits you from doing things. And so realizing the, the, the thing that I liked about this paragraph so much is that fear comes from the consciousness of duality. And yes. you may not know what that means, but that means that if you perceive things as good or bad, right or wrong, you're living in duality, That's which right. means you're living basically in victimhood. Well, you have to understand it's your judgment and your, lip and your belief system that allows you to say, this is good and this is bad. An example mm-hmm. is 9-11. From our perspective in America, it was bad. If you were a terrorist, it is good. So... What is it? Well, it's neutral, and it depends what side you're looking at it on. Everything Mm -hmm. is neutral. Now, that means that you have control over it if you go to this neutrality form of of perception, right? Mm -hmm. You say, nothing is right or wrong. It's up to me to determine whether it's aligned with who I am or not aligned with who I am, but it might be okay for someone else. So basically, people say, that's wrong, and so nobody should have it. I mean, this is, in America, it's marijuana is this. You know, the government says it's wrong, and so nobody should have it. Nobody in the whole world should have it. It's totally mm-hmm. wrong. Okay, well, from the government's perspective, there's probably some things behind the scenes that we don't know about that are going on there, like controlling the masses and that sort of thing. But from an individual pr- perspective, you can say, it's something that aligns with me, or it doesn't. But that's where it ends, Outside of me, whoever it goes you know, with, that's okay. Now, if you have a, a limiting belief that says, well, this leads to this you know, other drug and it's, uh, you know, all this bullshit they were telling us, then, then you have this fear. And so now your judgment is based in fear. And so you want to control your fear by controlling the outside condition. That's right. And, you know, it's very common because, you know, when Persephone and the beings of the light and Joshua talks about duality, duality is a state of consciousness that we're moving from. So yes. in this times that's happening right now, the Great Awakening, we are moving from duality to oneness in a conscious awareness state. So we've always been one, but we haven't recognized this in a conscious awareness. And that's why there are many shifts occurring. So it is a transition. So once we can start seeing everything as perfect. Everything is actually a reflection of us. So me and Gary, we're the one being. Me and the tree is one being. Me and my enemy, perceived enemy, is actually me. Everything is one. The unwanted condition is also me. So once we start practicing that, you'll find the fear also becomes minimized because you start to see that's all a reflection of you. So in the state of duality, you start you see things as separate. You start, like you said, start seeing things as unwanted. But no, it's actually part of you, and that's a part of you that needs to be. Well, if you want to expand it, it's, it's perfectly okay to live in fear for the rest of your life. We're not saying that's, you know, it's nothing that you do want to do. But those of you here watching this, listening to this, you chose to remember more of who you are, chose to remember 
your, your power, basically. So the fact that you're even experiencing that shows that you are a powerful being and that you're here remembering these words because you actually know this already within you. So it's about changing the perspective from wrong or right, good or bad, that everything is right and it's happening for you. It is your teacher. There's something within you that needs to be moved from fear to, to love within you. Um, so I, we've been talking about a bunch of stuff lately of how Joshua has you know, been around now for five and a half years. There's so much going on. And the first book is a perception of reality. The first words I ever channeled is everything is right. That's the first sentence in this book. So the entire teachings of Joshua are summed up by everything is right, which mm -hmm. means that duality is not serving us, not anymore. We're moving out of duality and into oneness. That's right. Very cool. Okay, let's go to the next one. As a powerful being exploring this life as a human, you wanted to explore the opposite of love the opposite of power, in order for you to remember your true divine power. We understand that conceptually this can be a challenging concept, that it is one thing to conceptually be aware of this information and another thing to embrace it and live it. This is our transition. You are living in the greatest transition of the human race, of consciousness, and form in your perceived history of your race. You are moving from duality to oneness in your conscious awareness and adapting to these concepts is just one step in your transition into the oneness state of conscious awareness. It does not mean it was meant to be easy. However, your concept of ease and resistance is up to you. It takes courage vulnerability and unconditional trust to let go of control, to accept the conditions as perfect, to accept this is part of your divine plan to experience such things. Letting go of resistance to fear is the next step. If you are able to change your beliefs what fear is, then you are ready. So this is, you know, this is the experience of being human is we come from the non-physical. We are magnificent, limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance. We come into physical reality as that human expression of who we really are. And then we uh, learn to live in a fearful way to protect ourselves. And then we go through experiences that lead us to where we are now, having this conversation or talking about these teachings, wherever you are, you have come here somehow. The life you have lived has allowed you to find this. And so now you're ready to peel away the layers of those limiting beliefs that cause fear. This is work that we're doing. And as you do it, my God, your life dramatically shifts. It is the biggest thing you can do. It is. And like it's part of your divine plan, just what Persephone says. So you had pre-birth intentions, what's more commonly known as soul contracts, even though they're not actually contracts, you can change them in the moment. However, you chose to explore such things, such as intense fears. It could be a intense uh, medical issue, for instance, whatever it is, it's meant to give off this fear response for you to allow you to go further inward to discover more of who you are. So it's actually all for you. And you know what? You chose it. For sure. Rebirth. We did, so we did a, 
here as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, Joshua live yesterday, and someone asked, well, what about people who, who are like quadriplegics? Who would want to come and explore that? And Joshua says, well, from your perspective, it would seem like a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But the person who's chosen this is prepared for it. And you assume that if somehow they got their limbs back, they would li- live a better life. But that's just an assumption, and it's not true. And then they started mm-hmm. talking about a, a friend of mine, who I didn't even remember, really. But early on when I was playing poker, they wheeled in this guy who couldn't move, right? And they had a guy next to him who was showing him the cards. And so he played poker with us, with this guy, and he told the guy how much to bet and all this stuff whispered into him so we couldn't hear. And, uh, and he did really well. Well, it turns out he's an amazing artist, and he paints with his mouth. He puts a uh, paintbrush in his mouth and paints these amazing things, and one of his paintings is in the White House, and he met Obama, right? Oh, so he wow. got... He got a painting hung in the White House. He got a, a grand, was part of a grand dinner, met, met everyone. And it's like Josh was saying, if he had his limbs, that would not be his experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus all the other things. I mean, he has all these friends. All his friends got together and built him a bar and gallery together, you know. So it's, it's an art gallery that's also a bar. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and it's a business, and it's his business. It was very cool. That is awesome. Yeah. So you, you never know, you know, but we, we tend to look at other people and go, why would God do that to that person? That's or, right. It's but that. like, you said, like you said, if you, are, if you are experiencing some intense situations or conditions, you also come with a toolkit that allows you to manage that. Otherwise, you would not have chosen that for yourself. So once you raise your frequency, you can unlock your divine blueprint and those skills and abilities to manage that certain condition will be released your conscious awareness. So you have all the tools within you to deal with anything that comes your way. Yes, and resistance to what is happening is the thing that causes you to not realize that you have those talents and attributes that will allow you to deal with the situation. That's Plus, right. you have inspiration. If you can get your vibration back to, a, to an aligned state, you'll receive inspiration that will help you deal with whatever's going on. Yeah. Okay, next one. All right. Resistance to the emotion of fear and the perceived real felt experience of fear only prolongs the experience of fear. Whether this relates to physical health conditions money conditions, or any other circumstance in your life. There has been deep-seated programming that fear is unwanted and you must control your life in order to not experience fear. So you develop the habit of being resistant to it, which is validated in your society. The limiting relationship with fear appears just Because why would you want to experience such intensity, which appears as the opposite of what you want? Fear will remain as long as you allow it, as long as you are resistant to it, as long as you perceive it as unwanted. Change this relationship and fear will no longer be needed. Your reality will then shift to align to the grace state of your being. Your reality then shifts to align to your God-realized consciousness. Right. So we're programmed 
we're really, well, fear is negative emotion. So let's just say that they're, they're separately linked. When you, what's happening is something happens in your reality. It triggers a limiting belief. You receive, you feel fear and you receive negative emotion as guidance. Your inner self gives you this emotion and you can actually take that emotion and track it back to that exact limiting belief that caused it. Without the limiting belief, you couldn't feel fear. It's not possible. So that's what the fear is telling you. You have a limiting belief. If you want to evolve to the person you intended to be, you have to process that limiting belief. Mm. Because what happens is when you are in alignment and you receive inspiration, if that limiting belief is still active, it's going to bring up fears that will stop you from doing taking the action you're inspired to take. So the work is to realize that all limiting beliefs are false and you can prove mm. them false. You can find evidence that proves them false. That's right. People get negative emotion and they tend to linger in it. You know, mm-hmm. now it's one thing to fully feel it and then process it. Yes. It's another thing to allow it to linger and linger and linger. Have you ever been in an argument with your spouse and you're just so mad at them for saying what they said and you're just going to storm off in your room and you're just going to dwell on it and dwell on it and wake up in the morning all still mad at them and keep it going and eventually it, you can't hold up that, that fear too on because the fear will dissipate on its own because you'll see things from a different perspective after a period of time. That's why time heals all wounds because time increases your perspective. And when you get a little perspective on something, you look back. You know, we've all had high school relationships that ended in breakup that were devastating, right? Mm-hmm. But you would never want to be with that person now. That person was just, you know, an experience that led you to where you are now. And mm-hmm. yet going back, it felt so bad for some reason. Yeah. So and, you know, I, yeah. I was going to say, I really like, you know, what Persephone says here, that fear will remain as long as you allow it, as long as you are resistant to it. So, you know, no matter what we experience, if you see fear is unwanted, then it will linger. So the only way to move it through it is to, like you said, work on these limiting beliefs, know that everything is for you, know that everything, any negative emotion is a reflection of you. Once you can embrace that as part of you and know that you are perfect and even though this is a mirror of you and even though you have these limited programs within you that are on the way out because it's a state of great expansion, great awakening, it's still perfect because you're, you know, you're, you're plugged into the collective consciousness and the co- collective consciousness still is in a state of duality somewhat, but um, you are now in a transition. So you are now more easily able to see your limiting beliefs and trans transmute that fear into love because fear is, is an illusion. So, I know it's very, very difficult at times because fear does feel and seem very, very, very real, especially when you have your uh, physiological responses to fear, like, you know, the, the um, flight or fight response. Yeah. However, once you can be in the present moment, which is a key here as well, when you work through your limiting beliefs, because what happens if you're not in the present moment, you tend to go into the past and in the past, maybe you didn't have the skill set. Then you actually go into a different dimension right. and then you actually tap into a, a lower version of yourself. So right. it's to tap into the most advanced 
being that you are is to be in the present moment. That's when you have access to all this information, access to the inspiration and the guidance and the the way to go inwards. So it is the present moment. Know that everything that you experience that is fear-based is part of you. And this is part of the transition from duality to oneness. So it's very, it can be very hard to see that. Like, you know, you see like something bad happen in society. Like you see if it's bad or, or you go into an argument, you're like, how can this person be me? How can that situation <laughs> be a reflection of me? Like, like it's, it's sometimes it's hard to get your head around it, but it's just one step, you know, and we're in this transition. So even just practicing, the people closest to you, like your partners, your friends, um, when negative emotion experience through that, then it's probably more easily then to see that as reflections of you. And then from there, once you get used to that, and um, then you can start moving outwards and seeing the actual whole world and the universe as part of you. Of course, it's, um, you know, take some steps to recognize that, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, everything is reflection of you. You're God, huh? So you have all the power to, to overcome. So we are under the illusion that we're not. So we have to get That's through correct. that illusion. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. Changing your perceptions in relationship to fear is a necessary step if you want to explore life through the lens of love, through the divine love and light that you truly are. We suggest you step courageously through the illusion and make friends with fear. Get acquainted to fear in the, in the perspective that fear is a loving teacher and friend who is sharing with you some perceived hard love to allow you to explore what you chose pre-birth. We encourage you to practice acceptance of all perceived unwanted circumstances once you can do that, practice gratitude for all perceived unwanted conditions until you can be in a state of consciousness where you do not see it as unwanted, where you can start to see the spiritual gifts and lessons that the fear is showing you. These perception changes will allow you to vibrate more brightly in the frequency of love and as a result, a path will be revealed to you that will lead you out of darkness into the divine light of who you truly are. It is the path to return home. Your world and reality will then align to the love frequency you are emitting. We ask you to trust that you are on your path. We ask you to trust that everything is happening for you. We ask you to trust that you are never alone and that we love you deeply and eternally. When you feel the intensity of fear, we ask you to open your heart and communicate with us the answer, whether it be through thoughts, signs or the feelings of comfort and love will assist in giving you strength and courage along your journey inward. Remember, you are the God creator in your reality and you have the power to overcome fear and embrace love in all its manifestations. We love you dearly for we are you. We are one. Goddess Persephone. Very good. So 
The key here is anything that you fear, what, what's happening is something happens in your reality and it appears as if y- your desires are not being manifested because from your limited perspective, it seems like something's going wrong. But then you have to say, well, if it does go wrong, that's going to be okay. You know, if this relationship fails, it'll be okay because there'll, there'll be someone else. There'll be some other experience. If I lose this job, that's okay. If I fail at this business, it'll be okay because it'll lead me to something else. It's all mm-hmm. thing ropes. The resistance to what you think is wrong is going to bring up the fear. And your life is leading towards who you really are. If you keep resisting it and hiding away from fear and worrying about negative emotion and trying to control your way out of negative emotion, it doesn't work because this is a, this is a attractive reality and you can't push anything away. And so when you're trying to push away the unwanted, you really just attract more of it because that's, that's right. your future. And if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. to the lesson, the lessons are going to get stronger and louder. Mm, that's right. And it's, it's hard. And especially when you want to have that sense of security and that's why we tro- control the conditions. I mean, yeah. we all go through this. We think that we're heading in one direction it's, and you know what? And even in the mix of all this, we may be guided to do something, right? So when we act on that guidance and still things are not going the way you want it to, you, you question them like, hang on, I received this guidance. So why aren't the results there? But you don't understand. You haven't seen, you don't see the full picture. Right. And it leads you to one step at a time. Like I have a a personal experience with this and I experience great fear with this is when, you know, I opened my, first opened my business, um, you know, as a counselor, a Reiki therapist. And I was guided to do that, combined Reiki and counseling, relationship therapy. So everything was guided to do. So I thought, okay, I've got to do all this and all the techniques, so forth. So I thought, okay, it's going to be very highly successful because I was guided to do it. And when that didn't happen, I was like, why isn't it happening? I was guided to do this, but I didn't realize at the time. It allowed me to step from that to close that chapter off and go into beings of the light because that's the time when I discovered I could channel. So, you know, if I was highly successful in um, mainstream terms, we would say, um, you know, maybe I would have had too much fear to close that chapter off and go to beings of delight. So the fact I wasn't as successful as I wanted to be um, allowed me to more easily jump into embrace beings of delight. So everything happens for you, even though even though you may receive guidance, it doesn't mean it leads you to the position that you think you're going to be led to. So yeah. Yeah, because- we all go through this. I go through this. It's, you really have to let go of where you think you're heading, basically. It's hard. Yes. Because you, from your limited perspective, where you are now, you haven't risen your vibration to the end of that journey. And so you try and picture things based on who you are now, not who you will be. That's mm-hmm. why making goals does no good. You can't make goals because from your perspective, the goals you make are just your, your idea of how things should work and not the universe's idea of how things should work. And you can't see the big picture. You don't have all the information. So give that part of it up for sure. All suffering is your perception that your desires are not being manifested or that you lack certain things that you don't lack. It's all this illusion. So if you start giving up the things you think you want and only focus on the things you truly want, love, abundance, joy, you know, expansion and joy, freedom, and to discover your soul's purpose. That's what you truly want. Everything else is made up in your head to solve some problem. 
All right, quickly, let's go to Joshua's answer. Dear Chelsea, fear is designed to feel bad. It's like a physical pain in that regard. When you feel physical pain, such as your hand on a hot stove, you react by changing the conditions and removing your hand. This is good in the case of a rational, of a rational fear. A rational fear is the presence of some threat to your survival or physical body. However, the vast majority of your fears are irrational, meaning the subject of your fear, a breakup, a job loss, cannot do you physical harm. If you can look at the fear rationally, you will find the higher perspective and this will bring relief. All right, let me just go right to the next one. The fact is that you have not been actively processing your limiting beliefs. You are not using what you know about physical reality to find the higher perspective. You are not even using your past experiences to provide you with all the evidence you need to prove the fear is ir irrational and the limiting belief is false. If you encounter a breakup with a mate, that's a good thing. When you face a job loss, that's a good thing. Everything that comes to you in this reality is for you. It's simply that you are allowing this event to cause you to linger in a negative emotional state of being, and this attracts more fear in the form of urges to control the conditions. So just like Goddess Persephone said, everything that comes to you is for you. You're just resistant to it because you think that the outcome will lead to more negative emotion. What everyone is really fearing is that negative emotion. So that statement is, all there is to fear is fear itself is absolutely true. That's, that's <clears throat> correct. Absolutely. Imagine you live in a universe based in love and well-being. Imagine that you are a love-based being that is fully aligned with the system of the universe. Imagine that you are on a journey of self-discovery and expansion. Imagine that you create your own reality. Imagine that all experiences are expansive and beneficial and that you have the ability to expand and joy. This is the basis of the system of physical reality. Now then, if this is true, why would you feel negative emotion in the first place? Because that emotion is your guidance system. Right. It's telling yes. you that, well, here's a simple way. Imagine you have an inner self. The inner self knows every thought you've ever thought, knows what you intended prior to your birth, knows everything about you, plus knows you know, has a perspective that's so high, it's, it exceeds the history of time, the history of the planet, the history of the universe. That's how big the perspective is, right? Mm -hmm. When you are looking at life from a perspective that's similar to your inner self, you feel good. You receive mm -hmm. positive emotion. When you are looking at an illusion, you receive negative emotion. And so the negative emotion is saying, you're just not looking at the reality, you're looking at life from, a, from an illusion. That's right. It's the teacher. The garden system is your teacher. So it's a very effective, essential tool to discover who you are and to align to your inner self or higher self. So, you know, as we go through the vibrational ladder, you know, from fear to love, we, we start to align more to our higher self or inner self, but we have more than one. So as you go through... You tap into higher states of consciousness, higher, you know, there could be specific beings of the light, um, different beings that can be from here or from other worlds. And they're actually within you for we are all one. And as you go through the vibrational ladder, you tap more into the lessons and the abilities associated with that higher or inner self. And basically, as you go up the ladder, you start to align more to the God state, which mm. is seeing everything is perfect. 
and then you become more God realized, recognizing that you are actually God manifested in a physical body. Of course, it's one step at a time and it's very hard to be like, oh, we are God. How can we be God? But we are. We actually source express itself in unique forms to allow it to express itself and to expand itself to express the universe. So we are unique frequencies of source. So I know conceptually it can be somewhat challenging and to also to embrace that but just know that if you start seeing the perspective as all is perfect or is happening for you that's in alignment to that state of consciousness that god consciousness well it's interesting because we've been taught that god is above us that's right and that we are imperfect beings but the reality is that we are God, we are a source, and we are perfect as we are in this moment, as is everyone, as is the conditions. So the idea of self-improvement is a fallacy. You mm. can't improve. You can't get any more perfect than you are. That's not possible. All you can do is see yourself more as God or see yourself as a higher pers- from a higher perspective. You know, my idea of who I am, especially as a spiritual leader and teacher, has leapfrogged. I mean, I'm, I'm way up there now in how I perceive myself. And so my reality has shifted where I'm spending literally 10 times more of my time doing things like this, having these spiritual connections and these teaching moments and doing the boot camp and meeting with all these people and, you know, the the podcast numbers are going crazy. The book sales are going crazy. Everything's elevated. I'm allowing myself to see myself from a higher perspective. And as such, my reality is expanding big time. Mm-hmm. And it's blissful because I get to do stuff like this, which to me is the most exciting, joyful thing I do. It's, mm-hmm. I, and I don't do anything I don't want to do anymore. It's just mm-hmm. literally going from inspiration to inspiration to inspiration, not worrying about anything outside. Everything tends to take care of itself. I don't have to, yeah. to do anything mundane. It's amazing. But it's, you know, I got to say, though, that those of us in this community who are interested in this stuff, we only got here because we're highly emotionally sensitive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to look at that emotional sensitivity as a, uh, as a benefit, not a negative thing. You want to be. And when you do this right. work, you become even more emotionally sensitive, not less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the people watching this or listening to this, you are very highly advanced. This is why you came here. You found this place because you were attracted to it. The words that we speak resonate with you, not because you seek this information out, because you're remembering this information for yourself. You already have this information within you, and that's why it resonates. So all of you are called for a high purpose. You are called to to explore love. You all have maybe specific missions here that, you know, assists not just within yourself, but like the beings of the light say, whoever is watching the teachings or listening to them, you are a light worker, which means it doesn't have to yeah. be this a full-blown advanced mission that, you know, it can be simple as you aligning to love. And by aligning to love, you become a beacon of light. So because of you then admit your frequency in high vibrations of love, what means you then are affecting others around you and the collective consciousness. It could be from that. It could be for you being an advanced spiritual leader and teacher. It could be you working in a gym. It could be you helping children. You are helping the consciousness. Whatever it is, you are here to assist. You are here to 
transmute fear to love you're assisting yourself and by assisting yourself because everything is a reflection of you you are then inspired to assist others and you know um to experience such things as fear, you may see yourself as unlimited, as limited, right? Um, like, okay, so I'm a spiritual teacher. Okay, I'm a leader. Okay, I'm a light worker. Okay, but why do I have so much fear? Why have why am I experiencing such a life if I'm such a leader? But you have you don't see the full picture here. You know, in the case, I'll just give an example, like of my sister. She she has experienced fear, intense fear for most of her life, depression. Um, money issues, everything basically. Um, and it, she's uncovering now the purpose of it all because she is so powerful. And because of all her experiences, she's now stepping into a position as a spiritual teacher because she has gone through this. She's now able to teach and inspire and help others. So now she's starting to realize why she chose this for herself. You're like, why would I choose to live half my life in, in perceived very poor health, mental condition, having no money, living on government assistance. Why would I choose that for yourself? You do not see the, the full picture here. So it's hard. It, it's, it can be very hard and it can be seen as very, very real. But it's all an illusion because you are so highly advanced. Know that anyone is watching this, listening to this, you are so highly advanced that you chose this, you know, disability for yourself. You want, You know what I mean? Like... You wanted the challenge because this is how you expand to, to discover who you are. Only the most advanced beings are here on earth. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Only the most advanced beings are here on earth right now. You really, really, really wanted to come here. You really, really wanted to have the experience that you had. And then now that you're here listening to this, you're on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought. So you have to understand that if you're here now listening to this, you are you were attracted to it and somehow you allowed yourself to come here, right? You gave up resistance enough. You allowed yourself to come here. Now you're recognizing it. But one thing you don't recognize is how advanced you are. And mm -hmm. that's, if you keep doing this work, that will come out of you and you will, you will realize something about yourself that you came here to explore. And when that happens, Hold on, because everything changes. and it's Magic cool. happens. Yeah. That's when it happens. People say they're like worried about all the changes going to happen from the boot camp. And I'm like, I'm like, no, whatever the change does, when you drop resistance, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay. I want to go quickly here because we're getting late. When you feel good, you are seeing reality in a way that perfectly aligns with how your inner self sees it. Everything is good, and this is what you believe in the moment. You feel good. You receive inspiration to move, uh, to move you forward to becoming the more expansive and authentic version of you. You are perceiving reality as it truly is, good and right and perfect as it is. When you feel negative emotion, you are looking at your reality from a limited perspective. You are using your imagination to picture the worst possible outcome. The conditions trigger a limiting belief and your inner self sends you a message in the form of negative emotion. You are not seeing the true reality. You are perceiving an illusion. You do not have all the information, and so you fill in the gaps with images that are frightening. This is not the most effective way to approach life. If you were to worry about being fired from your job, you'd feel negative emotion and sink into a lower emotional state of being. In that state, you would receive urges to change the conditions. You do not like the feeling of worry. It doesn't feel good. It feels like your hand is on the hot stove. 
And so urges come to change the conditions. You might work late. You might quit your job. You might send out your resume. You might talk to your supervisor. All of these actions taken in fear to change the conditions are ineffective and could lead you to what you do not want. That's because you can never change outside conditions in order to feel what you do not feel now. You want the feeling of job security to solve the problem of your negative imagination. You feel insecure at work and you want that feeling to go away. It cannot be helped by changing outside conditions. That's an inside job, right? This is the whole thing. If you ever wish things to be different, well, then you're trying to control the conditions to make you feel something you don't feel now. That's mm -hmm. not how this works. You have to process limiting beliefs. You have mm -hmm. to see it from a higher perspective. You have to realize it's happening for you, not to you. It's mm -hmm. not just thinking positive thoughts or looking at positive aspects. It's doing the work. And the work is processing those limiting beliefs, proving they're false. And, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm worried I won't pay the rent. Okay, so that is a highly limiting belief. And that urge to change the conditions is going to make you do all kinds of stupid things, right? When you realize that you're going to get what you need to do whatever you need to do, you can stop worrying about that and wait for some inspiration to come that will lead you to whatever needs to happen. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, you've got this limiting belief that what happens if I can't pay the rent? Well, what's going to happen? Okay, what's going to happen is mainly you're going to feel embarrassed that it's late. That's probably the worst thing that's going to happen. Or mainly you might get, feel embarrassed if you get kicked out, right? Or you might feel embarrassed if you have to live with a friend or live back with your parents or ask for a loan. It's this feeling of embarrassment that this proves I'm not worthy. Well, how would this situation occur? Because you don't feel worthy. Now, if you said to yourself, if I get kicked out, it'll be fine. I'll find another place. I'll stay with a friend. I'll borrow some money. I'll call my mom. It's all good. It'll all work out. It'll leave me somewhere better. And then you look back at your past and you go, you know what? I've paid my rent for 78 months in a row. Never had a problem, you know? And, I would, and I've worried about every single month, every single time. I never had to. It was always this emotion that was telling me I was looking at an illusion that did not exist and I'm doing it again. Yeah. And you know, maybe you're not supposed to live where you're living. Maybe that's why, you know, if the money doesn't turn up, pay the rent, perhaps you're supposed to move from there, meant to live into another place. So you yeah. can't see the full picture. I know it's very hard because you want to have that sense of security, but it's false. And to actually allow yourself to flow with the universe, the grace of the universe is to actually be vulnerable. And you know what? To be vulnerable can be very scary because yeah. there is fear of the unknown, but that is where the magic is. It's very scary, but you just have to trust. It's very hard. I mean, we all go through this. We all experience fear at some point of the time and to different, you know, intensities, but we all experience it because we're still in the state of duality. Even though we're moving from it, we all experience it to some degree. So it's hard, but it's a, it's a, a process and it's a practical process that we need to actually practice and to, to work on our limiting beliefs to allow us not to allow that fear to control our life. Just imagine the perspective that you choose to believe that everything is for you, that things are always working out and that you never have to worry. If you just chose that perspective, that if this thing happens, it's for my benefit, right? In that perspective, you ease the, the resistance to, what your imagination is telling you the worst possible outcome is. And just mm -hmm. in that ease of resistance, 
you allow yourself to go to the next level. You really do. It's a big deal. All right, I'm just going to wrap it up here with the last paragraph. From the higher perspective, you will see that everything does work out. Remember your first breakup? At the time, you felt negative emotion because you thought something wrong was happening. From your current perspective, after time has passed and you have expanded as a result of that and other relationships, you can see that the breakup was necessary and that was actually a good thing. If you could have found that perspective back then, you would have spent less time in negative emotion and you would have found your alignment sooner. That would have been a more effective way to handle the situation. This can be done now. Whenever you feel as if something is wrong, something wrong is happening, you must feel the negative emotion, identify the limiting belief, prove the belief is false, and return to alignment. That is the new approach to life, and it is simply far more effective. With our love, we are Joshua. Boom, boom, boom. You know, really, it all sums it up in that, in that paragraph right there. That's the work. No one taught us how to do it. We know now how to do it. If you would like, I have a free course. It's uh, how to radically raise your vibration in seven days by processing a limiting belief every day for seven days. And it comes with two meditations and it's all free. And so uh, just email me at joshuateachings at gmail.com and I'll send that to you. And this is the work that you do. Of course, there's a lot of other things to do as well, but this gets people on a little path and they are, people are like, after two or three manifestation events that they process, you know, they find their limiting beliefs. It's, a, it's like each one is a two-page thing that you fill out. It's like a step-by-step -step thing. And people say their perception of reality radically changes from that one. Mm -hmm. one little, so imagine if we were taught this stuff in school. Oh, yeah. And like, um, I know, like, you know, coming from me being a counselor, we have certain techniques like that as well that we do to help, you know, correct limiting beliefs. And um, just like your processes, the beings of light have similar processes. So those of you who are experiencing lots of fear, I, I encourage you, if you're inspired to check out the high dimensional therapy series that you can find on my website or through Podbean or iTunes. It's um, not on YouTube, just the audio because of that. We really explore fear, the fear dynamics, and there's a lot of practical um, tools there as well to assist you. So if you feel inspired, check it out as well. Good. So how do they find that? Okay. Just jump onto my website, beingsofthelight.com and you can go to recordings and then there's a sub category under that has high dimensional therapy series. Otherwise um, beings of the light, uh, Live Ascension Teachings YouTube, um, sorry, uh, Podbean, and also iTunes. Anyways, all on the website as well. Just, just yeah. Does it work if they um, Google your name? Kimberly? I believe so. I have not tried. You oh, can Google we should it. try that. Yeah. Really, <laughs> L E I T E. Yeah. So if you go Beings of the Light, so Beings of the Light, all lowercase one word. Dot com, you'll find all the links there. And then I've got um, through, Patre uh, through Patreon as well. We have certain things there as well to assist you in exploring your fears and awesome. becoming expanded God-realized being that you are. <laughs> the more you, the, when you start to see yourself from a higher perspective, that's when things change. When you realize oh, yes. who you really are. Yep. Oh, yes. Good. Yes. All right. Another wonderful podcast. Thank you so much for being here. It's always well, a pleasure thanks. and a joy and fun Yes, and, and thank you for having yeah. me. Well, couldn't be here without you. <laughs> there you go. 
can't be Joshua and the beings of light without the beings of light. True. <laughs> yeah. How many beings of light are there? Uh, infinite. <laughs> How many have you gone through so far? Oh, you know what? I have not kept count. However, I am channeling a book at the moment, putting a book together and it, and it involves all like many different beings and categories of how they can assist you. So, oh, I, you know what? I, I should actually make a list, but to be honest, like usually every month, especially through Patreon, people vote um, about which beings of like want to come forth. So by that method, I'm usually bringing forth new beings every month sometimes. Wow. So it's very exciting for me as well because sometimes I'm live channeling a being I've never channeled before and I'm like so surprised at the information that comes out. So once you recognize that, you know, Joshua, um, beings of light, whoever you see, angels, whoever, um, they're actually all part of us. And once you can start seeing that they're actually not outside of us, you are then able to more tap into this infinite intelligence. You are then able to more tap into the guidance once you recognize this. And it's about trusting yourself, trusting your abilities. And I know, Gary, you were saying that many people and beings of light say this as well. Many people that are drawn to these teachings, they are highly sensitive. And so the major not majority, but look, you all have the ability to channel and then along this journey you will discover that you do have the ability to channel in the divine time. So, of course, every way that you channel is different. Like every channel is different the way they channel. Like you have your process, I have my process, um, you know, everyone else has their own process of how to channel different techniques. But once you can start seeing that you're worthy of it, they are not someone above you, you know, like we are being conditioned to believe like all the angels and God, they're outside of ourselves, they're above us, you know, pray to us. They're actually an aspect of us because we are source. So once you can start to see that, you let go of that resistance more and you can actually tap into more of that communication, but also be in the present moment. So, you know, you all can channel the beings of light and you can probably channel Joshua. It'll be different because Joshua's coming through you. The beings of light are coming through me. So if someone else was to channel Joshua, it'll be different. If someone was to channel one of the beings of light that I bring forth, it will also be different because it's coming through their frequency, their vibration, um, pre-birth intentions. So, you know, they're all multidimensional. It's all unique. So explore, have fun and experiment. It's like <laughs> so many people in my work that I've done now with people have released enough resistance that the channeling comes through naturally. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, not everyone wants to go on and do that, but you can do it. And Astrid is, was saying, well, if we can all channel, then what's special about it? Well, we're all unique. And so yes, we, right. because of this combination of who we are and the intelligence mm -hmm. coming through us comes out in a unique way. And then, and just like we're talking here, there's two different perspectives on the same subject that are perfectly aligned, yet gives us gives us d more depth and dimension on that, more understanding. And so the more, the better, you know, and then people will resonate yeah. with different people, of course, and, you know. Uh, you know, it, it, for an example, like um, the beings that I channel, of course, a lot of other people may be able to channel certain beings that I channel. So you might think, what's so special if someone else can channel the same being as me, but it's completely different because of the state of consciousness I am, because of my divine blueprint, my pre-birth intentions, it could be exactly the same being, but it's a different version of that being to match my consciousness state, to match my pre-birth intentions, and they come forth as teachings. Maybe that being coming through someone else is to teach something else. They might have a similar theme, but maybe the, the go about teaching it in another way. So it's, it's all unique and different, and that's something I came to experience because, you know, 
if, if I could channel the, the same being all the time, I can imagine I would have less fear around it because it, I'll get used to the same being and I, I still have this because I do channel some beings, um, the same beings often. However, when I channel new being, I could be like, oh, you know, this being, what if it doesn't match to someone else's um, being that they channel? Like what right. if it's not the same information as someone else channeling the same being? And you know what? When I first started, I had this fear and I started to compare myself to other people who may channel the same being. But then once I realized that it's 100% unique and you cannot actually, even if someone's channeling the very same being, right, in our perceived term being and they're not the same, they're completely different because of our frequency, part of our divine blueprint. We are so unique. So no channel is the same. Even yeah. if like me and you, Gary, even though, you know, Joshua and the beings are like, maybe they all have a, and, and um, Asher with Laurel, they all have a similar message, but it's all taught in a unique way. Right? Absolutely. Yep. So it allows that to match to our belief system. So yeah, everyone's unique on this. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for being here and we will be back again next week. We will see you later. Have a great week. Goodbye, everyone. See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.